Stories the True and the Fictional are having their very first giveaway, and you can win your very own replica of Grey's Sports Almanac. To enter, listen to the podcast to get the special code word and send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. But wait, there's more. For a greater chance to win, leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot it, and send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. For an even greater chance to win, send us your funniest true story to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. The winner will be announced on the show. Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in, it's story time. Hello and welcome to Stories, the true and the fictional. I am your local caller. Chris, I have with me here, sitting beside me, former three-time MVP, one of the greatest middle relievers in White Sox history, recently suspended due to what can only be described as an underpants incident. I have Ryan. How are you going today, Ryan? Oh, thanks for welcoming me aboard. It's, it's great. It's been a fantastic day here for the for the baseball fans, and uh, and yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm good. I'm pumped. Now, Ryan, for for the Many of your baseball fans, can you please explain what happened with the underpants incident that led to your fifty-five thousand game suspension? Look, <clears throat> I've I've signed a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, all I'll say is there was a certain piece of pink underwear that I chose to wear for comfort. Um, okay, it's, it's apparently it was also found in the strip club down the road. So, um, and and then I I had a few too many drinks after we won the game and decided to show the. Entire crowd, what underwear I was wearing. It wasn't, it was, it was extremely frowned upon. And I'd like to apologize to all my fans. That is correct. And the most important people hurt were Bonds, Bonds, sponsors of this program. I also have with me a new up and coming first baseman, arguably one of the greatest players to come out of Buenos Aires in quite some time, Jamie Rodriguez. Brian, how are you going, Jamie? (laughs) I feel like I need to do an accent. Yeah, a non-racist accent. <laughs> Which is like, I, I am from outer space. I come from like, this is my outer space oh. accent. I'm out of this world as a player. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I All right, know. well, you know what? That's very, that, I'm, you know what? I'm I played, not, it, I'm I played not, it safe. I'm not You've upset. offended our extraterrestrial listeners. You've offended all of our extraterrestrial listeners. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you that's didn't have that's with a completely improv intro. I mean, I just, well, that's no. like the planning. It's the fact that, you know, I'm a borderline middle-aged white man. I kind of, I'm limited with what I can say. And do, but that's not the point. <laughs> we are here today, obviously, to talk about something that's, if you've ever watched TV movies or have basically have two eyes in your skull you would have come across during one of your many 
Netflix scrolling or you'd have come across this particular phenomenon. And I'm talking about baseball films. For as long as there have been America's pastime baseball, there have been films based upon America's greatest pastime baseball. Now, I think I'd like to start this up with a little bit different on this baseball thing. Jamie, was your what was your first recollection of the sport baseball? Was it through a movie or actually watching the sport? It was through a movie. It was definitely through a movie. Which movie was that? That movie was called The Sandlot. Ah, um, The Sandlot Kids. In Australia, it was called The Sandlot Kids, but in uh, the United States, I believe it's called The Sandlot. Interesting. Why, did, why do you think that change was? Because... Do we not know what a sandlot is? Maybe potentially. <laughs> well, we, I, I think we're so so dumb that we need to know that there's kids involved. That you need to know it's a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Even though there were like five to seven teenagers or kids on the front cover, we still need the word kids. Yeah, although although there's there's the there's a cover where it's just a hand and a baseball. Interesting. There's a few. Yeah, but I think Australia had the cover with the kids. So not only did they have to say the Sandlot kids, they had to show you that they were indeed kids. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, Australia did have the cover with the kids because I got it on DVD and it's got the kids <laughs> well, in the front there of there it. there you go. So obviously there was no reason to add the word kids. <laughs> that just felt, that's like, that's like adding the word machine when you say ATM because essentially oh, you're just... You that, know. I will mur- that is my grounds <laughs> for murder. So if you say ATM machine... So you're essentially saying ATM, you're saying automatic teller machine machine. Yeah. Correct. I hate that. And you you working for a company that looked after money, Chris, must drive you up the wall. I do it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. But probably in America's defense, Australia's always been behind America when it comes to most things. Yeah. You know, so they're probably like that's true. Now Ryan, same question to you. What what was your first experience with with America's greatest pastime? Was it through the actual sport or was it through a movie? It was indeed through the sport. Um, I grew up, up, my my old man was a massive, massive baseball fan. Uh, I got to go to a lot of of baseball games out here in Sydney. Uh, Started off at, uh, they used to go to Parramatta Stadium. They used to have the Sydney Blues uh, play baseball there during the season. And then they moved out to, when, when we got the Olympics in 2000, they built the Olympic Stadium out in um, Rudy Hill. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the Sydney Blue Sox moved over to there and I started going to regular games with my dad. So, yeah, it was actually the sport. That's interesting. So you're, you're probably one of the few Australians who recognises that, that baseball caps, not just the New York Yankees. Yeah, uh, yeah, so definitely. that's you know, that's that's an extremely rare, um, a rare occurrence <laughs> within this particular country. Yeah. So, would you like to also just quickly mention your favorite baseball team? Uh Chicago White Sox for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. And my my family grew up on the Toronto Blue Jays, but um, I remember as a young young fellow watching the games, I was just drawn to the White Sox. Is it because their socks were white? Possibly, yeah. I like white socks, not red socks. I don't like red socks, mm-hmm. but um, you know, we did, we we despise the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, well, I mean, you're wrong on your choice of baseball. Cubs is the only Chicago team, but again, that's that's neither here. We've nor had this there. discussion before, Christopher. That's neither here nor there. We won't <laughs> delve into that. We're here to talk about baseball films, so. 
I think one thing's very clear. There's one film that we should that we have to talk about first because I want to get the conversation of this being one of the greatest, most impactful movies of all time <laughs> off the table so we can then dive into other baseball films. I'm, of course, talking about 42. Mm-hmm. 42. Yeah. I think many... I, I know there, there are some people who would say Field of Dreams is probably the most iconic baseball film and potential, and I, I would say that they have some arguments there. But to me, it's 42. Jamie, what is your first recollection of the seeing this great film? Well, it was... Ironically, it ties in with your wedding, Chris. Indeed it did. It was the night before your wedding and you invited around. You said, hey, let's crash. You guys can crash in my place. We'll hang out, watch movies. And we get there and there's no beds, no pillows, no blankets, no anything. And you're like, there's the floor. So, <laughs> so my recollection is watching one of the finest baseball films I have ever seen and sleeping <laughs> on, on, on a cold carpet floor. But um, as I as I recall, the whole day at your wedding, we were doing Harrison Ford impressions all day. We long. were, in fact, that my entire wedding doing Harrison Ford impersonations, rec- quoting the lines from the movie, but also mm-hmm. just basically anything Harrison Ford were doing yeah. uh, was just as good. Because we had to go and um, hop hop on golf buggies to dr- zip down to where we we're getting photos taken. Um, and we're like, where's my golf buggy? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, no, look, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. And then, like, I, I, I was even more excited to find that Alan Tudyk was in it. Even um, though he was incredibly racist, but that's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, well, fun, <laughs> fact, fun, fun fact is he didn't talk to Chad Bozeman the entire film. Okay. Like, and he found it, he said, I think he said he found it incredibly awkward and hard to do that role. Because mm. it's, you think you're, you're you're someone who's the least racist person in the world and you have to be someone who's racist and you 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 know you're a good person but, when I you mean, find that uncomfortable yeah to be fair to him obviously it's that whole era of um yeah you know jackie robinson baseball was a white man's club you know yeah, and it was a very yeah. very it, it was in the height of racism towards yeah. black people yeah but still as a modern day actor you oh yeah of course struggle. yeah that would have yeah. been a, that would have been in a tremendously difficult scene mm-hmm. to film. Um, yeah. Let alone that you know that how many times did they do a single scene? To, you know how many times did they reshoot it, shoot it again, mm-hmm. different yeah. angles, different. I mean, yeah, I mean to him, props, absolute. Like again, it's tough role. Did it perfectly yeah. though, mm-hmm. um, which probably meant me- meant that the scene where they had to do the the photo, the photo op. The awkwardness was probably been, real. Yes. <laughs> the awkwardness potentially could have been. Now, apart from uh, Alan Tudyk, Jamie, what was your, what was your, I guess, what's one of the most memorable things in that movie do you, that, that sort of sticks with you today? Oh, well, it's the, the cliche thing. It's, it's, it's the end, like where the whole team basically just all wear the number. Is that right? Where they all wear the number 42? That's what they, yeah. yeah. So the 42 day yeah, yeah. is the thing in current, in modern baseball. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I just, I think it was more of more of the journey, the fact that the club just started welcoming them, like the 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 fight, mm-hmm. you know, resistance to him, and then they suddenly embraced him. But um, I think honestly, probably Harrison Ford, that scene mm. scene where where he's like, "No, nah, this is what we're doing." And what was yeah. the phone the phone call with um, you know, you know, how Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love? That, that, what was that line he said? Yeah, I can't remember um, that line. 
the the line um, that that just is absolutely astonishing. Um, I mean, someday you're gonna meet God, and when He inquires why you didn't take the field against Robinson in Philadelphia, I can't even say this line now. <laughs> <laughs> and your answer is because He was a word that <laughs> may not be a sufficient reply. <laughs> An extremely, again, extremely powerful line in that film, and I—it's one of those roles I don't think I could ever see anyone but uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford play yeah. that now. He knows that. No, exactly. Roles. Beautiful role, absolutely. So that, so that was obviously your favorite. Your, your, your I think, I think role. that's one of the most powerful ones. But then there's, there's obviously the scene where, where, um, Chadwick breaks down mm. like you know like this is my first introduction to chadwick boseman black panther essentially. Oh, yes and he's phenomenal oh absolutely absolutely i have so much respect for him like the fact that he, he went hammering out all these movies and he, he had cancer the whole time didn't tell anyone mm. and you wouldn't be able to pick it you know no no um but yeah ryan yeah what was your first recollection of this movie and seeing this <clears> film um, again, I was watching it with my dad. Um, you know, he, he, I mean, obviously I grew up with baseball, so I knew the story of Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. um, and, and what he did for African-American players in, in baseball, which we now can see, obviously it's predominantly African-American males, you know, now that they've got the ability and the, 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 the ability to be able to play fairly. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I always knew the story of Jackie Robinson, but, I don't think I knew the story of Jackie Robinson until I saw this movie. Um, you know, it, it's, I agree with Jamie. It's incredibly, incredibly moving. Um, I just remember the, the one part that I remember from that, and I am going to have to read the quote because I did get it a little bit earlier today, but one of my favourite parts is, is, is a part where, you know, he's, he's questioning himself and, and he's just like, I can't do this. Like, why, you know, what, what, what's the whole, what's the point? And now uh, he's with with Harrison Ford's character with um, and he he's just saying he said he, Jackie Robinson says you want a player who doesn't have the guts to fight back and Harrison Ford's character says no I want a player who's got the guts not to fight back people mm-hmm. aren't gonna like this they're not, they're gonna do anything to react get you to react echo a curse with a curse and they'll only he they'll hear only yours follow follow a blow with a blow and they'll say the Negro lost his temper. That the Negro doesn't belong. And I guess that's when we see the mm. turn, when he knows why he's doing this. He's not just doing it for him. He's doing yeah. it for an entire race of people who have been shunned for way too long. And I think that was quite moving. And that's good. it was so good to see him get fired up by certain people in the movie um, who, for intents and purposes, are used, to a, are used to a white man's game. Yeah. You know, and this is a big change for for a lot of people. It represents the, the you know, the, the true talent coming through. And yeah, look, it would have been an incredibly hard movie to film, I think. Um, but it was a story that needs to be told. Yeah. So again, um, I think I'm not sure how well it did it in you know the the box office things, but two million, still, two million. Still, it's like it's it's still a movie that you know. Um, I, I will, I'll obviously recall it fondly because it was you know closely tied to my wedding, but also you know <laughs> because of just you know the one the story that's telling and obviously the amazing acting behind uh, one mm-hmm. one of 
uh, if not one of the greatest baseball films. Now, going aside from that film, Jamie, what is your apart from this? Apart from Forty Two, obviously, what are your three favorite baseball films, uh, and why? Three. Well, look, Sandlot. I'll always have a soft spot for Sandlot because, um, you know, childhood introduction mm-hmm. to it, and it's just a fantastic film. It like, is hundred percent. Like, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't baseball, you could probably do it with soccer. You know, you could probably do it with mm-hmm. some other sport. It was so well written. And the characters are so quotable and so lovable, even though one's in jail now, I think. <laughs> like, like most, like they, they, did some, they did some big reunion recently or within the last five years. And they're like, yeah, reunion, except for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who it was, but apparently he's like drug, like heaps into drugs or something like that. Um, which is yeah, probably a good reason not to go to a reunion. Sure. Yeah. It's like, sorry, guys, can't make it. I'm in prison. Um, yeah, that that's that's just all round brilliant. I mean, like, a movie had everything. It had um, James Earl Jones. It yeah. Had, it had Dennis Leary, um, and probably some of the fa- most fantastic child actors from the nineties, because some of them went on to be in Mighty Ducks. And a little bit of sexual assault, but um, you know, by the lifeguard. <laughs> 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 that's that's one of the you know that that meme goes around heaps like the, yeah. the well where where he pretends to drown so he, can oh, kiss right. he wants to kiss the girl and, and then, then on the and, and on the third one he just has that smile he's like and yeah <laughs> it pauses and then and then they're all like what because he's, he's his eyes open he's looking at <laughs> at his friends and then he just grabs her and smooches her you know uh that was yeah <laughs> and no, then he did go on to marry her so i'm gonna i'm gonna allow it yeah. All right. You know what? If, if that's what happened in the end, I suppose and it's a, a fun I think, story. I think they said they had like nine kids. Um, yeah. It was like ridiculous. Um, yeah. So there's that. Did you say 42 was off the table? Yes, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Um, because we all agree that is the best baseball exactly. film. We're not, we're not discussing. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to try and avoid Field of Dreams because that's the go to. Um, look, I say what you will. I really enjoyed. Um, Angels in the Outfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, ah, yeah, of course. Classic film. Danny Glover. Fantastic um, movie. Christopher Lloyd is fantastic. Christopher Lloyd, yeah. Um, yep. Um, yeah, because I just watched that today. I was try- trying to trying to refresh my mind. But I really liked um, Million Dollar Arm. Yeah, Million so Dollar Arm. You've mentioned good. that one before, Demi. Tell me, about, tell me about this film. So it's based on a true story. Um, and I just watched it on a whim. Like it popped up on Disney+. Plus. Um, so it's it's got the guy from Mad Mad Yeah John Mad Ham Mad, yeah John Ham John Ham John Ham um, yeah and it's it's about him going to recruit uh, baseball players but he goes to India with and tries to recruit cricket players mm-hmm. and it's it's quite comical with all, all these Indians that rock up and they tr- you know they can't throw because they're, they're used to playing cricket but they can't yep yep throw a baseball but then he he finds finds a couple of guys that are insanely good at throwing like but they don't throw normal i don't think like the sta- they don't throw the standard baseball way it's like that almost like a, a cricket like the shane worn spin but with a <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um but yeah and then and then so he, he goes there he trains them up he, he sends them to i think he brings them over to recruit like and they do tryouts and um 
Yeah, in the end, after all the trials and tribulations, in, in the end, they, they, get, they get signed. Like, I think it's like within a year, they get signed to a major league baseball club or something. Or a minor league. I can't remember exactly. But oh. it, was, it was a surprisingly good film. So what, what, what makes it a good film, what do you think? Um, well, I'm, a sucker, I'm always a sucker for a true story always but um tr- some true stories can be poorly written um no but this one it was well written um and it's just I, I love the it's like got that underdog feel you know it's like here's these guys that never played baseball before and they you know go through go through struggles and you know it's the hero's journey of, of baseball i guess <laughs> the hero's journey of baseball no, that's... <laughs> well well is, is, isn't that what it is you know I, I guess I guess um, I guess I guess that makes sense. And obviously, with a million dollar um, arm, I would imagine Ryan is a huge fan of that film. You, is that correct, Ryan? It's a good movie, but it's not one of my favorites. But well, shouldn't you, given the obvious wrestling connections, be absolutely like in love with the film? What's the wrestling connection on that film? Um, Rinku Singh. The winner of the the, the competition that the film is based upon played baseball and then is now a wrestler known as Rikunku Singh. Oh no, sorry, sorry his name. Never name heard is, of him. Uh, Veer Mah- uh, Mahan. Oh, Veer Mahan. Yes. Mahan. Oh yeah, he, yeah. I don't like him. I'll admire the spirit. Well, there you go. Um, so, no, no, of... I, I honestly didn't know. I didn't know that that side of the story. So. Wow, if we just, can't, because we... Some, just because something has to do with wrestling, I'm not necessarily going to, you know, blow my load all over it. Yes, Ryan, yes, Ryan, just just saying, your track record so far with everything we have ever said about wrestling is pure excitement. It is uh, because I enjoy the sport. This is the this is this is a historic moment. A historic moment. This is the first time Ryan's gone eh, about wrestling. It yeah, is because, absolutely the first time he's gone because he's not he's not a good wrestler. And I don't enjoy him. I don't enjoy his <laughs> performance enjoy or his... I just don't. I don't. Sorry, V. I'm sure, you know, I just don't enjoy his performance. Wow. It's the wow. Megan Fox of wrestling. It's the Megan... Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's one opinion to have. Now, <laughs> Ryan, now that you've basically lambasted a, a great story of, of, of comebacks <laughs> and, and you know, trials and tribulation what are your three favorite baseball well, movies to be honest with you I, I i and this is me being brutally honest i have not seen a baseball film that i have not liked so i it's it's very very hard um so my top three uh, none of them are based on a true story mm-hmm. <laughs> none of them have got a like a, a super heartwarming journey my 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 all-time favorite aside from 42 is major league of course. Um, absolutely. I grew up on this. I had this on VHS. Um, I wore it out. Basically, the Major League is, and I think this is, and we've discussed this in another podcast, Jamie, this is another reason why I really like Ted Lasso, because it's a very similar themed um, mm-hmm. movie. Now, um, so basically, the, 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 the owner of the Cleveland Indians, or whatever they're called now, I do not know, um, passed away and left the team, and, um, left the team to his wife. And his wife absolutely hates baseball, so she's determined. She if she can make if she can make the Cleveland Indians come last in the whole whole series, 
she can move the team to another state, make a shitload yes, of money. Get out the clause if they have it over. If they have, I think it's under eight hundred thousand fans yeah. per year. Then obviously, because you know they suck, then yes. because they're not meeting the stadium attendance, there's a get out clause, which means she can move yep. to a more profitable city. Exactly, and so what they do is when they hold their um, you know, their summer camp, their their, their tryout, they basically pick the worst players that they could ever yeah. find. Arguably, um, filling up with the worst people they yeah. could possibly imagine. Exactly. I believe there was a man from prison or yeah, yep. in handcuffs. My, my, one of my favourite characters who's not mm-hmm. in the picture that you can see here, Pedro Serrano, who's also the president from 24. Uh, absolutely. He's, he's a voodoo-worshipping baseball player who has a little shrine set up in his... He's yeah. um, he's a little hut and where he he prays to his little god, which I think is is, is great. Uh, but obviously you've got Charlie Sheen as Rick Vaughan, who's like the he's the he's just they get him out of prison to come down to summer camp. <laughs> yep. Uh, he, he he's got a they call him the wild thing and he's got the wild pitch, but he can never get accuracy. So what do they do? They put glasses on him and he can suddenly <laughs> pitch straight <laughs> down the middle. I like to call that see. the Michael Bay solution. To get it. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's look at it to to be honest with you, it's a feel good story. It's it's a whole bunch of laughs, and you know these guys cotton on to what the boss is trying to do, so they're like, you know what, we're going to win the whole thing, and they practice and practice, and they end up winning. And um, yeah, so I, that's it's, it's to me, it's one of my favorites. I can definitely rewatch it over and over again. And your next two is Major League. Two and then no, I them. could do that. There is major league two and three. I could do that, but no, no. My my next one is yeah. My next one is one that I grew up on as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of a film called Rookie of the Year. Yep, of course. Yeah. So basically, um, it's, it's about a kid who gets his arm broken. He's a yep. massive baseball fan. Gets his arm broken and now has the ability to throw the fastest fastball in all yeah. baseball. It makes and, a and, wind up rubber band sound as he, Yeah, as yeah, he, exactly. Um, he, and 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 oh, yeah. following being as realistic as possible in the world, they recruit him to play for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> the best um, team in Chicago, yep. Agreed. Providing that his mum will sign permission slips. Mm. Um, and then again, it's he, he gets to work with his favorite pitcher who's kind of on the outs, who's who's sort of at the end of his career and, and doesn't yep. care. And basically having Henry, who's the young boy, um, it reinvigorates him and they end up winning the series. But my, my favourite character, and that has to be the coach, who can never... Henry's name is Henry Roland Gardner. And he's cut, the coach spends a whole game just mispronouncing his surname. It's absolutely hilarious. You know, Rotorooter and all this kind of stuff. And again, it's, it's from the 90s. It's, one, it's just so much nostalgia on it. And it's a feel-good movie as well. And it's got John Candy, so that's always a bonus. It does, yeah. Anything with John Candy deserve, is, is worth, you know, worth mentioning. But, you know, yeah. it's got uh, the, the guy that uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas went on to do, I mean, not nothing great, but like even the American Pie movies. But the main thing is it's got Gary Busey in it as the old-time <laughs> pitcher before he went completely nuts. So yeah. it's always good to have a I, – I like a bit of Gary Busey in my films, you know, Point Break, everything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and my third and final film again is another feel-good one. It's a not not as known. It's a film with Tom Selleck called Mr. Baseball. Um, now I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the premise of this is uh, Tom Selleck is, and and it's also got um, Japanese uh, actor Ken Takakura, who's been in a lot of good movies like Godzilla and all that kind of thing. Uh, basically, he's uh, he's winding down his career. He gets traded to a Japanese baseball team. And then he goes over there, and and so basically, he's Tom Selleck, who's yeah about seven foot tall, 
and he's like towers over everyone and it's his job to try and get the, the team in Japan to to win the win the whole cup and um, he meets a meets a lovely lady over there and they fall in love and uh, he he takes the the team to to the to the big one and they win they win the uh, Japanese cup so yeah it's another feel good one for me mm-hmm. very nostalgic because all, all these these mo- every baseball movie I watched I watched with my dad and it brings back a lot of good memories and a lot of a lot of um, just just nice feelings in general yeah. Those are all very good movies. As like, as always, you're all wrong, wrong. on what the best baseball movies yeah. are. I think I know exactly great. what you're going to yeah. say, Chris. I know the exact yeah. movie that you're going to well, say. Well, then let's talk well, about well, the three greatest baseball films, apart from obviously the, the ones we talked uh, forty two. Before you dive in there, Chris, this we were talking earlier, and I want to know why you're afraid to not tell us that Fever Pitch is your favorite. Fever Pitch with um Drew Barrymore and yeah. um uh, yeah. what's his name? Um, I don't know. <laughs> The, the team, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. A good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Never actually it, seen I, it. I, I, no, because when, when I was looking for baseball films on on um, Disney mm. Plus today, that was the first one that popped. It's up. actually a good. It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie at all. Okay, if you say so. Now, let's let us go with the three greatest baseball films of all time. Mm-hmm. Starting in slot number one, it of course goes to Ed. Oh, if we've you've uh, not seen Ed. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc with the, of, the monkey. <laughs> of Jack um, Jack Cooper, the farm boy turned pitcher, who then plays with a monkey. Yep. And then, then because of the love of the monkey, finally makes it to the big leagues, winning the AAA you championship. Know, I've always remembered that film, but I've never actually remembered watching it. Like, like. I, I've seen the cover to the point I didn't really know it was about baseball. Like, I honestly think it was at the height of the career of uh, the height of Friends, and yeah. everyone else was getting really good movies, and they're just like, "What are we <laughs> going to do with Joey?" And um, <laughs> let's put him in a baseball movie with a monkey. That suits him pretty perfectly. I thought, okay, okay. Your 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 snippiness aside. No, it's a great. I, I enjoyed it is the a movie. Fantastic. It is. You you talk about feel good films. It, yeah. This is one of those feel-good stories that you'd love to hear. It's the 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 thing that the part that's not believable is not the <laughs> not the monkey part. That's fine. Right? You, you you can actually believe that. The part of it being not believable is that there's a farm boy with this kind of arm <laughs> that basically managed to go unnoticed from every single human alive. If you have that mm-hmm. kind of arm, you're not you, you don't get unnoticed. You're you're yeah. you're going to be basically scouted from day one from all the big <laughs> league clubs. But again. One of the greatest movies. The second of the great films is The Scout, 1994, yep. with Brendan Fraser, Steve, Steve Nebraska. Yep. yep. A scout who's made a terrible mistake by picking someone to play for the Yankees who basically chokes and fails out. Yep. Down in his luck, goes to Mexico, sees this unknown player named Steve Nebraska who could hit, who could also pitch. And that's that's quite topical given um, Otani and current baseball. They're saying, oh, you know, that's the first, you know, the first player that can, you know, hit and pitch. Just like, no, his name was Steve Nebraska and he was first. Mm-hmm. He then signs for the Yankees. He then has a slight mental breakdown because unfortunately they send him to a psychiatrist who tries to like, rip him apart and they try to basically, you know, destroy his life. He then recovers from that and pitches a perfect game winning their World Series game for them and I I always liked it because I think again maybe this was, I think this is also the height of Brendan Fraser's career as well so I think it's one <laughs> of those like, like at, at the height of 
But let's be honest. If you could be in a movie and you're a movie star, why would you not want to be someone who's basically perfect? Like literally like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude that can throw 119 like miles per hour and also hit home runs. I mean, come on, let's just, yeah. let's, he's living. Sounds like, sounds like the mic of a baseball character. The, the mic of a baseball player, absolutely. All, all the abilities. <laughs> all the abilities, none of the weakness. But it's, it's Brendan Fraser and I will happily watch anything that Brendan Fraser's in to begin with, but it is definitely a good movie. And and what and my final of the all greatest film is actually Bull Durham. Mm. Okay. I I remember watching this on I think it was a Tuesday afternoon television because it was you know an eighties movies and that's for all Tuesday that's for all eighties movies. <laughs> it is about a almost semi close to getting to the retirement point at uh, catcher. And there's a young rookie pitcher who's basically, much like all pitchers, all he wants to do is throw fastballs and throw heat. And on his first game up, he, he, he makes this, the catcher makes the, he makes the signal, makes the call. He shakes him off for a fastball. And so then he begins to tell the batters what exactly pitches the guy's throwing. So then he gets constantly creamed <laughs> over the fence. And then he basically walks over to him and goes, wow, that guy really like picked the number, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's because I told him. That's because I physically, I physically told him what, what you're pitching. He then takes his pitcher <laughs> under his wing and basically teaches him basic how to survive. And he was ba- then eventually tell him that, you know, he went to the, you know, they call it the going to the show. He went to the show and he, but he could only last 30 days because pitches up there throw some ungodly curveballs. And he'll be saying, you could be that pitcher too if you stop being basically an idiot, like you know, get your head out of your ass. The guy improves. And it was even funny. One time he was doing, in one of the, one of the games, he's doing really, really well almost close to a perfect game and so then you know he decided then kevin costa gives the pitch give the, the better what pitch he's throwing so he can knock him over the fence walks mm-hmm. over to him and the pitcher goes you told him didn't you and he went yep told him <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to keep him level just to keep his you know just to keep that level head of, on, on the young kid and i thought that was a really uh, i don't know why like it's one of the kevin it's one of the movies that just sort of sits with me from my memory in terms of like watching tv and it's a good a good baseball fil- a film ryan do you remember this film I do, I do, I do. I, this is one I didn't actually watch with my dad because it was a bit racy for a time. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, 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 of <laughs> so it was one that you know I did watch with a couple of mates. But yeah, look, it's 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 one of I think it's his Kevin Costner's first of about 137 million baseball movies, um, <laughs> and yeah, it definitely holds. It, it still holds up. I think I remember watching it recently, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And it's still a great, great watch. But yeah, fantastic film. And, and, I think I think it's also um, yeah, it's it's known in the sports world, but it's sort of you know it's good to show it in TV as well. You know, the, the relationship between a catcher and a pitcher is yes. very is a very very uh, fundamentally key to any a 100%. good catcher is a fundamental key element in any baseball team. It's so it's I think it's really good to show that sort of dynamic. Jimmy, you had a point. So oh, I'm just saying. So out out of the nine movies we just mentioned, only one of us picked a. Kevin Costner one, which leads me to (laughs) which leads me to our next topic. Code word: Dino incest. Our next topic is Kevin Costner baseball films. Now, (laughs) what are you going to go through and see how many we've seen (laughs) for a thousand bonus points? Can anyone tell me of this call, starting with Jamie? How Hmm. many baseball films has Kevin Costner starred in? I'm going to say 19. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Ryan, no. do you have the six. accurate number? Six. Six. 
Care to name them out, young man? Yeah, so um, obviously you've got, you start with Bull Durham, which mm-hmm. is his first one from 1988. Uh, second, uh, the second one that he did was Field of Dreams from 1989. Yep. Uh, then we've got For the Love of the Game from 1999. Uh, yes. uh, we've got a movie called Fastball from 2015. Uh, two movies that are lightly baseball related, Tin Cup from 96 yep. Yep. That's and The Upside brother. of Anger from 2005. Okay. Right, there you go. So not 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 as many as we actually thought. Uh, you see, that's and, and 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 thank you for reading that out because and I do that's I think that's a valid point. I was thinking it was way more baseball movies yeah. than those ones. I Me was too. thinking it was going to be like a thousand. Well, but men, that's men, actually a reasonable number of baseball films. Yeah. Well, men like to exaggerate, you know. Yeah. Um, isn't Dennis Quaid in a few too? He is. He's in The Natural mm-hmm. um, and a couple of others too. Yeah. The natural is is his most favorite. I think one. he did rookie of the no rookie or the rookie or something as well. The rookie, yep, yeah. actually, very good, yeah. I, that is a surprising less baseball movies than I would have thought Kevin Costner was going to star in or play or play in. Well, maybe maybe when the when people started saying that he's been in, there's so many films was back then, and that would have been a lot of films for the, for the, sure, for the sure, time. Sure. Yeah, Actually, fun. Jamie, I'm mistaken. He, uh, uh, whatever, what was his name? Um, Dennis Quaid's only been in one baseball movie, really? and that was your one, The Rookie. Yeah, okay. I thought he was in The Natural, but that was Robert Redford. Oh, there you go. See, they all look similar. If yeah. you look at Robert Redford, Dennis Quaid, and Kevin Costner from a distance, standing on a baseball <laughs> mound, they all look the same. Yeah, all our westerners look the same, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So maybe that's why we thought if you add all their movies together. Maybe we're just like that's where we go. Yeah, so maybe we're just adding them all together and saying, these white actors that look somewhat similar (laughs) have all been in millions of baseball films. Greetings. We're Technically a Conversation, a podcast for curious people by curious people. Every week, we take turns presenting a new topic, and the other host has no idea what the topic will be. We strive to educate in a way that's loose and fun. Our topics are all over the place, from light and funny to dark and sometimes spooky. Some of the topics we've covered include urban legends, civil rights activists, vampires, pop culture icons, the supernatural and occult, spies and espionage, science and astronomy, and other weird and random things. If any of these topics interest you, give our podcast a shot. Listen and subscribe at technicallyaconversation.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Parental advisory, we might use strong language. Now, I think we would be remiss if we didn't do the talk on field of dreams now that we're talking baseball ryan yes you being the baseball film aficionado yeah what makes field of dreams so special what what do you think anyway that makes it so special to so many fans of one both film and baseball um well look to me i think it's the it's the the story about between kevin costner and his father who Mm. i believe was played by ray liotta who's just recently passed away um, I'm just going to double check that, but um, yeah. So it's basically it gave him the chance to have one more game. Yeah, with Ray Liotta, shoeless Joe Jackson. Yep. Um, it gave him the opportunity to basically have a little bit more time with his father who passed away, and and 
a while ago and him, you know, we're having those regrets of not really saying goodbye and not, not being able to have that relationship. And also Kevin Costner just got a young son in that movie too. So it's all about that relationship he's trying to have with his son mm. that he never got to have with his father. And I guess, you know, because his father was a famous baseball player, Shoeless Joe Jackson, um, that is why the, it, it's centred around the baseball ideal, you know? And then obviously you get to see, you know, some of the famous players come make an appearance in terms of, you know, coming through the cornfield. I think one of the most, I, I think it's arguably one of the most recognisable scenes in all of cinema, to be honest. Oh, and if you if if you're if you're a movie fan and you don't know the phrase, if you will build it, if if you build it, they will come. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you, I don't think you can call yourself a movie fan. No, I don't think so. I, th- I think that's an yeah. extremely valid point. I think I almost think, and you know, I almost think as a dude, it's one of those um, checkoff points that you have to have seen the movie at some point <laughs> in your life. Yeah, or or else your, your opinion on you know fatherhood. Become somewhat invalid if yeah. you haven't seen Field of Dreams. Jamie, what and was your we, take on Field of Dreams? Well, just before I get to that, if, if a man, you see a man crying and you go, oh, what's he, what's he crying? And the only acceptable answer is, I just watched Field of Dreams. Yep. Because, so, yeah, yep, yep. Look, I, I, look, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I, 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 I um, I, you know, I agree with, agree with Ryan. It's 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 the it's the family. It's the mm-hmm. connection, and the director obviously, or the writer obviously, had just watched Return of the Jedi to get an <laughs> idea of you know the the, the um the ghost yeah players, magical so. magical ghost players <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, for, the yeah. force ghost but look <laughs> and, and it's it's not your typical baseball film and that's that yeah if, it's not, every, no. if every if everyone knows me I don't like typical well you know i can enjoy typical but you're gonna get me if you do something that's a little different than yeah than the regular um regular baseball film but um yeah, yeah look it's just a good emotional ride of hope and a little bit of trivia too the guy uh philip alden robinson was the writer of the movie mm-hmm. he actually was a, was one of the main writers on band of brothers which we all oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, here's the thing that I think is very important. Just yes, all those things, but this sent Kevin Costner down a trajectory of basically an almost can't fail. So there was Bull Durham, <laughs> Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. Dances with Wolves, yeah, JFK, Robin yes. Hood, Prince of Themes, and then The yes. Bodyguard. I mean, yes. come on, like if that's, that's not a streak of films. Yes, yeah. and, and then, then Waterworld. I don't know if one exists. <laughs> and then Waterworld. <laughs> and then Waterworld. <laughs> no, but, and, but and no, no, yeah, hundred percent. No matter what you say about um, Man of Steel, and there's a lot of people out there that are like, he was a fine. Oh, he was a Jonathan Kent. Jonathan yes. Kent, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, he arguably one of the greatest actors of our generation or yeah. any generations, Kevin Costner. I, you know. Yeah. Um, even for that 10-year period where he did oh, even, all yeah, even after that gem of a period and then there was even a good one he did uh called the postman it was kind of a post yeah yeah that was fantastic as well it had the, it had the, the um oh, remember what was that show we loved chris before it went bad the um the alien one um falling skies falling skies yes yeah you yes, know yes. The, the the commander dude uh yeah yep yeah, yeah. yeah he's in it he was also in um the punisher with um 
that guy. What is his name? See, the thing is, the thing is that you would know him. He's got the hair and the eyes and a bit of a nose and the mouth there and he's... It's all held together with a... Like a face. Oh, uh, Thomas Shane. Yeah. Yeah. John Travolta and Thomas Jane in the first company yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that was uh, he he you're right. You list off those movies and I could go and watch all of those movies right now. Yeah, that's just a you solid know? that's a solid lineup of mm-hmm. films yeah. and, and and arguably and Prince of Thieves, I, I still I you know, is it because of it's got one of the greatest songs ever put to yeah. film? Behind it, which kind mm. of really didn't match the movie, but doesn't I, matter. It's still the greatest care, song know? of all <laughs> time. This is also during that era where it's like going, "Do you want to do a British accent? You don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like every Musketeer movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like, going, do you, like Kevin Costner. You just be Kevin Costner, and you know yeah. what? It's proved him right well, in the he end. He can get away with that. It's the same thing with um Denzel Washington. Yep, you know. He doesn't. He doesn't do an accent. Uh, the only one that's annoying is uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know, that's a whole separate other issue when you're yeah. doing a, a Nazi Germany movie with sounding the most American sounding accent. <laughs> it's like, do you think this a guy's? A, do you think this guy's a spy? I'm not a spy at all. Hi, I'm, 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 I'm from Nazi. It's like, going, oh my goodness, that's a spy. That's just, the just, just, just let the American have his fun. Yeah. Let him have oh, yeah, fun. We, we feed yeah. him false info. It's fine. It's fine. Let him, let him have his He walks in the room and he goes, hey guys, what do you think of my American accent? It's like, I'm practicing. <laughs> now, speaking on baseball and comedy, Ryan, you mentioned it before. You've mentioned. Um, Major League. And obviously, let's talk a little bit about Major League 2. Are you disappointed that there was never a conclusion to the trilogy with this one, where they, in Major League 2, they win the pennant to go to the World Series, and yet we still have yet unknown the result? Does that not bother you? Christopher. There is a major league three, my friend. It's called it's Return to the Miners. It does not. Yeah, count. yeah, yeah. And, and it's got the only original. The only original guy to come back is unfortunately our, our friend Pedro Serrano. But um, look, look, I, I take those movies with a grain of salt. I laugh. I enjoy. I, my disappointment about the second one is they replaced Wesley Snipe as Willie Mays Hayes, who was one of my favorite characters, uh, with a, a far inferior actor. With, who did with, they replace yeah. him with? Omar Epps, Omar Epps. He was at the time. He wasn't. He hasn't really done much. He was kind of from that Saturday Night Live crew. Oh, um, right, right, right. But yeah, well, I mean, everyone else came back for the second one except for Wesley Snipes, and it wasn't because he went to jail. At no, that this is pre-jail. It wasn't was pre it? pre-tax fraud. This is pre-tax fraud. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I was really disappointed. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, the second one I really enjoyed as well. Uh, the third one, I will still say, I, I would find remotely good. But I mean, no, it's, I've not, not the, it's seen, not the third film I wanted. That's not. I've not seen the. What is the third one about? Because I've not. I've yeah, not so seen. basically, so um, it's, yeah, it's called Back to the Miners. It's only got. It's got that that um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember the guy that you know the commentator that keeps getting drunk. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's in it, and um, as I said, Pedro Serrano's in it. But basically, um, the aging minor minor league pitcher Gus Cantrell, who plays in the Fort Myers Miracle. Is ejected from the game following the frozen ball trick. Roger Dorn, who is um, 
was in all the other movies, now owns the Minnesota Twins. Recruit Gus to be the manager. And then they go through the whole thing again of mm. trying to find it, trying to find a team that is a team of misfits that will take them all the way to the end of the, the end of the season. So it's got the it's got the major touch points of it. Yes, but it's obviously missing. But obviously, the, obviously, from my understanding, it did not do well. Um, no, it did not at all. So <laughs> no, not at <clears> all. It didn't. It didn't really. It was. It was considered. It only made three point six million dollars in ticket sales. Um, in in a toll run in the cinema, uh, against the budget of eighteen million, so technically it was considered a flop. That's it's somewhat sad that it's a flop, but but you got to think of the time too. A lot of the the actors from Major League and Major League Two uh, were starting to move on to different projects, and they were too um, big. Act their their their, yeah. their names are becoming too weighty at the time. Yeah, Charlie exactly. Sheen specifically, and, and some Tom, like well. even. Tom, Tom Berenger, um, mm. he was doing a lot of movies as well. So I guess they just kind of thought they threw together a movie for the sake of it. Hmm. Now, you've, we've mentioned that you've, every single time we've mentioned baseball films, the same theme comes up. Um, and just by listening to you two, it's also very the same thing. Do you believe that baseball movies do well is because of the father-son kinds of connections in, in life or in general. Jamie, what are your thoughts? Oh, not necessarily. I think it's the it's the underdog, no matter what it is. The, mm-hmm. you know, become like rising to the occasion kind of. I think that's because we all get goosebumps no matter what movie it is when it's when it's the end and they've, you know, they win the game essentially because they always win the game. Well, at least most of the time. Um, it's It's that, you know, the journey to success, I guess. Yeah. The um, family, father, son elements are an added touch, I think. Okay. Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I totally agree with Jamie. I guess those aspects of the father, son thing kind of mean a bit more to me because that's the relationship I have. I, you know, the reason I like and love baseball and, and baseball movies and everything to do with baseball is because of my dad got me into it. It was one of his passions. So I tend to like, you give me a story with with like Field of Dreams and, and like with the father-son aspect in it, I'm going to like it a lot more. But again, it is all about the underdog. You know, everyone counting them out and then going to they're just gonna say, you know what, screw it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna prove prove everything everyone wrong and rise to the occasion. So I yeah, pretty much echo what Jamie says. There's another movie um, that you guys haven't mentioned. And I think it's a little bit of racism, a little bit of sexism that you haven't mentioned in this movie. <laughs> do, you rem- do you recall, do you know which movie I'm talking about baseball-wise? You'll have to jog our memories. And I'll probably hit myself when you tell me. A League of Their Own. Ah, oh, yes, yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I, th- I think, I don't think I've actually watched that in its entirety. No, really? I think I've seen it on oh, TV. No, I said in its entirety. I think I remember it being on the TV when I was quite young. And so, I mean, you've got you've got you've got Gina Davis, you've got Tom Hanks, yeah, yeah. you've got Madonna, I, you've got Madonna, freaking yeah. Madonna. <laughs> I know the movie. And actually, she does very well in that movie, actually, mm, from an acting standpoint. Rosie O'Donnell, um, Taylor Leone. Uh, it, it's got a, it's just got like a fairly insane cast yeah. in terms of like famous people, like actors have gone on to do things. Yeah. Um, and, and it was a, I just, you know, um, even today, I, I think I watched it fairly recently. I still, I still, I still really enjoy that film. 
Um, Ryan, what 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 what's your thoughts on that film? What why why did not to make your top your top three films? Uh, look again, as I mentioned, I haven't seen a baseball movie that I have not liked. So mm. to pick a top three is pretty hard. Yep. Um, but a League of Their Own was a, another movie, not uh, in in the same vein of Forty Two, in which it Absolutely. was about women fighting to get into the league uh, when no one, you know, they were kind of like the warm up show. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'll, 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 I'll give you guys your and use a wrestling reference. Um, <laughs> back in the back in the eighties and the nineties. Uh, when the women's wrestling matches were on, that would they were actually called the toilet break matches yep, because yep, that was when fans would that. use that time to go to the toilet, go to the concession stand, buy some merch, and no one actually watched the 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 matches themselves. And that essentially is what the story is about. That's you know they don't believe that women should be playing baseball. Uh, if they do, it's kind of just like a, let's have a chat with your friends while the game's on, or you know go to, go and have a few beers and stuff. Um, and it was all about them fighting for their their opportunity to be in the spotlight. And when you've got someone like Tom Hanks leading the leading the cast, you know, in, he just you know it was in around the same era, I think, as that thing you do as well, um, where he just took the yeah. reins. And yeah. I mean, yeah, fantastic. I mean, Tom Hanks doesn't make bad films. I mean, no, just, no, I mean, no, yeah, no. We we've talked about this, Chris. Like, it's really hard to think of a bad. Yeah. Tom Hanks. The film. man doesn't exactly. make them. Like that's just the you know. Like he's, e- even even his first film. Like I can't remember what it is, but we looked it up and we were like, that's not a bad film. <laughs> yeah. no, if, if Tom Hanks signs onto your project, you've had a pretty good project. That's just yeah. Tom, Tom Tom Hanks signs on to do a biopic of a piece of shit in the front yard. It would still be the best movie in the in the entire world. <laughs> uh, if if he signs on for that for, for a piece of shit in the front yard. There's Oscar considerations that need to be yeah. like again the, the conversation of Oscar considerations need to happen yeah. for Tom yeah. Hanks's role, and I then know. obviously the same reason as Christian Bale's role as the piece of shit because of his amazing yeah. uh, method acting. <laughs> yeah, because well, you know there's obviously there's yeah. only one I'm, man that can play that piece of shit. It's I'm, Christian I'm, Bale. Glad, I'm glad you said that because I think the one thing that would destroy Tom Hanks is if he did the voice for the shit. Mm. Because no 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 that's, that's <laughs> Christian Bale. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's no, a no, role yeah, made for Christian that. Bale. <laughs> yeah. Only he could portray the piece of piece of poop. But yeah, I, I, yeah, but back on topic. Yes, I think that was a great <laughs> League of the Road. I think that was a again. That's actually one of my favorite movies, and it's um, yeah, it's it's in it's in, a, it's in an interesting time where there was no male baseball because every every male was yeah. fighting a war, exactly. and so they you know people needed still had the entertainment at home, and it's just really interesting to watch uh, Tom Hanks's character go from scratching his balls. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, asleep, and I think one of the um, I think one of the uh, TV people said to him, "Hey, I, you scratched your balls like six hours in the like, yeah the, <laughs> the sixth inning." And he goes, "Hey, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right." Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. but then so uh, you know, it's it's his mindset is the same time as the West of the America's mindset starts to change, where they you know he starts seeing them as you know actual like you know big league hitters. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. actually coaching them correctly, and that was sort of being involved with the team. I think that's a really strong. It's really again, strong film. Uh, it didn't make my top, but not by not by not by much. But it's it's, it's a film of terms of when I think about baseball films, I still one that I um, one of the ones that that jumps into my mind. Yeah, quite a bit. Jamie, so you said you've not seen this film. Is that correct? I haven't seen it in in its entirety. I may have seen the whole thing, but in bits. It's just I, I know the I film. Think you, I think you would enjoy it. I think no, you no, would. no doubt. Like I enjoy baseball films. I will go out of my way to watch a baseball. It's film. basically 
Uh, as I, I said, you, you like, um, you know, Tom Hanks's role in that thing you do is trying to manage the the Onidas. Um, times a thousand when he's trying to coach hey, a women's, you know, hey, baseball it's, team. It's, it's Onidas. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan, why are you trying to sell me on a movie I'm probably going to watch anyway? Like, it's okay, just, no, like, just, you know. Just, you know I'm just saying, good. you said, have I seen it? And I said, I haven't watched it in its entirety. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's on Disney Plus for memory. Yeah, it is. Or Prime, one of the two. Yeah. I just, I just surprising you haven't seen it. Just all that. Well, all. you know what'll happen. I'll put it on and I'll go. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> like, like that. And then you'll still enjoy it again because it's such yeah, a good no, movie. Well, it's a baseball film. And you yeah. will still enjoy it because it is a solid, absolutely solid film. Yes. Now, speaking of solid films, we've been talking about the classic baseball film. Mm-hmm. But I think we've forgotten one of the greatest films because of its statistical analysis. Let's yeah, talk. I, knew it. I, knew, I was waiting for it. Let's talk. Moneyball. Moneyball. Some people find Moneyball the death of baseball because it basically broke down baseball into base pure numbers, where nothing, where star plays didn't really matter because it was all about mathematics. And Mm -hmm. yes, granted, there have been a number of winning teams where you kind of look at the lineup and say, "Who are you all?" Uh, But that's, (laughs) I think that that's, you know, I think that's important. Uh, for mine, I think it's important. I think that was important. One, you know, Brad Pitt, solid, you know, yeah. it's, but the just the character behind that he's playing, it's one of those movies where it's like, you know, it's true in baseball, those teams that he's talking about, you know, his team, the Oakland A's, the, the you know, the Morky, the Morky Bruins, all these clubs are basically feeder clubs for the big leagues. Basically, the Boston Red Sox, the, you know, New York Yankees, the, the LA Dodgers, LA Angels, the, uh, the the Houston uh, Houston Astros they don't scout players they just basically go to the games of their player and say oh who's that guy mm, okay in a few years yeah we'll offer them hundreds of millions of dollars can that owner afford that no done yeah and so Moneyball for me was basically you know nerds fighting back we're <laughs> saying it's all about stats we can put a winning team on the field based upon these statistics, even though you yeah. might think that they, that like, you know, as I said, as the guys in the movie, that, you know, that's not a good team by, you know, the old standards of viewing mm-hmm. baseball. But yeah, if you look at most of the modern championships, apart from one or two, most of those teams have been assembled by some form or if not, if not purely by Moneyball. Um, the Boston Red Sox, you know, winning championship, that was all purely uh, they, they, they broke their they broke their you know hoodoo by basically moneyballing it by basically you know playing the numbers uh, stats. I think that's I think that's you know why that really movie really gets sticks to me in terms of you know one, a really solid film. It's got Jonah is it Jonah Hill? Is it, that's that guy. Yeah, Jonah Hill. I'm Chris not a Pratt. huge fan of him, but Chris but, Pratt? but yeah. had had a a very young looking Chris Pratt mm-hmm. and you know um, playing uh, Heckenberg. Yeah, um, and it's you know and. To me, I actually I really like that scene because it was really honest about you know his career was done, so he you know he'd say so so they come visit him they go how's your arm he's like oh it's great no you know, no it, it's no it's not <laughs> like 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 it's like, great. A sling. Gonna, yeah, yeah like you're gonna play first base you know then the guys are going it's easy it's incredibly difficult the other guy's like you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's hard to mind. It's like, yeah, the other guy's telling him how hard it is. And he does become, actually, in real life, he does actually become a fairly decent first baseman. Plays, plays for, yeah. uh, like, and because of Moneyball, 
that kind of player had an extended career because it's um and one of the players they mentioned in that uh movie was a pitcher a middle relief pitcher because of his weird pitching motion he was often ignored but his stats were just perfect and so the, one of the things like yeah don't look at how they look don't look at the player look at the stats build your team on the stats as jamie does with every single game he plays don't care about the story build on problems build the stats <laughs> forget the story the you know meanings build the stats jamie what's your memories of money ball look well i i liked it because guess what it's different you know <laughs> like, oh. well, well no but that's that, that's the fact look I, I i get intrigued by things that are done differently and and this had never been done before um you know, I think I would wanted a little more baseball, but um, <laughs> you know, like just playing, you know what I mean. But but then you know you, you settle in and go, okay, this is a different kind of film, and and yeah. like, you, like you said, Brad Brad Pitt is fantastic 100%. in almost everything he does. I think he's like a young yeah. Kevin Costner. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, and you know anything with Chris Pratt kind of gets me. So that's good, Ryan. Yeah, look, again, I echo the same thing as Jamie. It is a different movie. It's a different... I was a bit hesitant when it first came out because uh, I'm like, okay, this is going to be focusing more on the behind the scenes, how we put together the team, the best way to put together a team. And I thought, but you know what? At the end of the day, I look at the cast and I'm like, I'm sold. <laughs> and I'm really glad that I did. Cast. Yeah, like I I've, I've bought, I, I watched it at the cinema. I've watched it many, many times. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Like it's different. It's one of a kind to me. To me, it kind of harkens back to Field of Dreams, where we hadn't seen anything like that before. And then this is kind of the new era of how to put the team together and the reason why they can win and why they can get the longevity out of the players that they can. Uh, you don't really hear much about that. It's all about you know the 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 big win, and this is just another way to tell that story. It's the it's triumph of mathematics over athleticism. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, as we leave this podcast, I do want to ask you all one question. Very simple. Let's say, for example, I'm a ridiculously successful studio executive and I've got $200 million and I want you to make me a baseball film. Jamie... What's your pitch for a two hundred million dollar baseball film? Well, I'm glad that you said you gave me a budget because I'm 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 sticking to the let's make something different. And this is something. So that, it's actually about football. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Look, I'm sticking to a more more more. I'll let I'll let the executives decide. It's either going to be a kid, outright kids movie or it could be a little bit darker. But but my idea is about a. Uh, baseball a seasoned baseball player that gets transported into a fantasy land where he is soon captured by orcs and the orcs have one demand teach them how to play baseball nice that's i love that movie so much <laughs> it's now a matter of basically oh there's so many angles you could take with that film because yeah. then you would do a sequel where you could then do a Jackie Robertson style, so the first orc to play in the major league baseball. <laughs> yeah, air follows him back through the through the portal. Yeah. Or a first elf, or you know, first dwarf to play play <laughs> in the majors, and you know, there's so many angles. You, Jamie, yeah. that is, you know what? Okay, <laughs> who is your star? Well, who's going to play? Yes, play the seasoned baseball player. Okay, yeah, the <laughs> oh, no, it's... no, or. or... 
maybe maybe even no let's let's go let's go um denzel washington oh he hasn't he hasn't done a baseball film before or a fantasy film before and this is fantasy baseball <laughs> yeah, it is it? <laughs> <laughs> all right ryan well, Jamie, that that film is never going to work. It's it's absolutely. So let me he, he, let me let me woo you with my idea, right? A seasoned veteran uh, who passed his prime, you know, he he played his game, gets teleported to outer space, and the aliens capture him. And the the one thing that they want him to do teach him how to play baseball. Done. You just stole my idea. But they the 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 aliens have these light weapons. Oh. And they and, and they modify them slightly. Jamie, Jamie, play to the ego. You met they got the light <laughs> light weapons, and I can't tell you what the name of them are for legal reasons. But they 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 also teach the seasoned veteran who is played by Mark Hamill to to how to use these light weapons. And oh. Mark Hamill then Mark Hamill then teaches them how to play the great American sport of baseball. Why don't you just say a Star Wars film where baseball is introduced? Because I don't want to get sued. But yes, that is the answer. I'm pretty sure you could approach Disney and they'd say yes to that. <laughs> you see, I like that idea, but I want to go one step further with your insanity. Okay. I want to go Mortal Kombat, but baseball. Where the realms played, like the realms play each other, not in a violent blood sport, but in a game of baseball to determine the fate <laughs> of the world. So basically, they're sick of the violence. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and there's multiple realms and alien species. And then the ragtag Earth players must compete with beings of immense power and godlike abilities with their humdrum baseball talent. And who leads the ragtag bunch of Americans, Chris? Who's your lead character? Well, obviously, it's Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. It is, it is. What's 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 the, what's the American name? Um, it, it is Hank. former New York Yankees first baseman Chuck Fields, <laughs> <laughs> who was injured in his final game. Oh my God! You could call it Fields of Dreams. Oh, you could definitely call it Fields of Dreams. And this this man Chuck, you know, he suffered a career-ending injury, as they all do. Sitting on the sidelines, coaching currently coaching his son's little league team, as a, <laughs> and is recruited in because the aliens, if the gods of baseball, who would then decide this contest, have technology. They bring all these great players back, and they bring them back to their absolute pinnacle of their ah, prime. Okay. All right, so okay. all the greats. This, this will be a very expensive movie because I'd be going with some really old and really amazing baseball players. Like, after, like, like, I have to get, like, like Babe Ruth. And... No, I have to physically get the rights to Babe Ruth and Jackie Robertson oh. and then, like, literally, like, <laughs> CGI them. But they assemble the greatest team of players of all time to go up against alien races and monsters to determine the fate of humanity. Wow. So, basically, basically... The Avengers with are baseball. playing baseball. Yes. And that, ironically, that theme song would still work. Today. It would work perfectly. Of course it would. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. You're like, and, and they're waiting for their for their star, star picture, like, and then suddenly onto the field, you hear. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and then in, in walks in walks Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, I think that would be a generally honestly. To Jamie's point, it would be something different. Intergalactic baseball. <laughs> <laughs> like we all went for something that wasn't grounded at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Screw reality. Yeah. That would be better. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, basically, in this baseball, hitting, you know, a 400 yard shot is considered an infield to first base like nub because you're going against aliens who can yeah. crack the ball from the other sides of the planet. So how are these yeah. little humans going to compete? Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, gentlemen. Ryan, Jamie, it has been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Jamie, I do believe you have some things you want to get over from an admin standpoint. Uh, yes, uh, you know, the deal, guys, like, subscribe, share, get us around. We do have a competition. Chris has already said the special code word you need to... S- Email us if you want to win a copy, uh, a replica copy of the Grey Sports Almanac from Back to the Future for all you Back to the Future fans. Um, there's bonus ways you can enter. You can send us a story to the true and the fictional at gmail.com or you can leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot it, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Um, entries close 23rd of July, Australia time. And guys, if you have any interesting stories, funny, amusing, interesting questions, favorite OnlyFans accounts, please send them in and then we'll read them off on the show. That is correct. And with that, I bid you adieu.